Juanos Diaz from Center City. This is the Rorschach Venezuela update from the 27th of October 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. On Friday the 21st, a senior Biden government official denied rumors that the United States would stop recognizing Juan Guaido as interim president of Venezuela in 2023. On the same day, in an interview for CNN, Guaido defended the interim government. He said, quote, it is valid until elections are held, unquote. However, it has not been confirmed if Guaido will be part of Venezuela's next presidential election. Another candidate for the presidential elections joins the opposition files. On Tuesday the 25th, the former governor of Miranda and former contender of Chavez in 2012 presidential elections, Capriles Randonsky, launched his first campaign spot for the presidential primaries. On social media, the two-time presidential candidate shared a video titled, Let's Meet. Speaking of the elections on Friday the 21st, the vice president of the PSUV, Diosdado Cabello, hinted that there is a possibility of moving the 2024 presidential elections to 2023. He said that he wants to do it before the opposition parties hold the primaries to define their candidate. Cabello made comments about the opposition, arguing that, quote, they are scared because they are organizing primaries. What will happen if the elections are held before they hold the primaries, unquote. Cabello also said that the Chavistas, quote, are obliged to win any election, end quote, regardless of the date on which those elections are organized. The unitary platform which allows opposition primaries to be held has not yet officially announced the date of the primaries. They said it could be in June 2023. Moving on, on Saturday the 22nd, Leopoldo Lopez, the opposition political leader and national coordinator of Voluntad Popular, denounced that a group of armed men belonging to the Bolivarian National Intelligence Service, or Sabine, broke into his house. On his Twitter account, Lopez said that a pickup truck entered and left the house loaded with family goods. He also said that the Sabine kidnapped his security guard, Ruben Briseño, who was present at the time of the violent seizure of the property. To date, no one knows where Briseño is. Let's remember that Lopez was sentenced to 13 years in prison for anti-government demonstrations in 2014. He was held in the Ramo Verde prison until 2017, when he was sentenced to house arrest. He escaped to Madrid, Spain in October 2020. In unrelated news, on Friday the 21st, after four months in Buenos Aires, the last five of the 19 crew members of the Venezuelan Iranian plane that was held in Argentina arrived in Venezuela. The remaining crew members were released by Argentine federal judge Frederico Vilena, citing a lack of evidence of any wrongdoing. Three Iranians and two Venezuelans were received in Venezuela by relatives, friends, the Venezuelan Minister of Transport, Ramon Velasquez, and Iranian ambassador to the country, Hojatola Sotani. Velasquez affirmed that this was a victory for both Venezuela and Iran. Following this news, on Tuesday the 25th, the Court of the District of Columbia in the U.S. ordered the seizure and transfer of the Venezuelan plane held in Argentina to U.S. soil. 
The aircraft, currently under Venezuelan registration, used to fly for Iran's Mahan Air and is linked to international terrorism logistics. The United States argues that Mahan Air selling the airplane to Venezuela's Mtrasur Conviasa Airlines subsidiary circumvented the Department of Commerce's sanctions. Moving on, on Saturday the 22nd, the United States Department of Homeland Security announced on its website that the first four Venezuelan citizens under the new immigration scheme have arrived in the country. According to the statement, the arrival occurred through U.S. airports, quote, in a safe, orderly, and legal manner, and that irregular entries of Venezuelans into the U.S. have already been reduced by more than 85 percent. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security reported that the United States Citizenship and Immigration Service, best known as USCIS, began accepting applications on Tuesday the 18th. The statement also said that Venezuelans who attempt to illegally cross the southern border of the United States will be returned to Mexico and will not be eligible for this process in the future. However, the Human Rights Watch does not seem very happy with the U.S.'s decision of deporting Venezuelan migrants. According to the organization, the decision of the governments of the United States and Mexico to make use of the Title 42 measure of the Public Health Services Act on Venezuelan migrants, which allows the countries to deport Venezuelans, quote, endangers lives and violates international law, unquote. Last week, the two governments announced a new measure for all Venezuelan citizens who illegally cross the Mexico border to the United States. The measure allows the U.S. to deport Venezuelan migrants to Mexico without giving them opportunity to request asylum. Simultaneously, the U.S. government announced a program that allows some Venezuelans to request permission to travel to the U.S. by plane if they have family living in the country. In more news on the deportation wave on Thursday the 20th, Foreign Minister Marcello Ebrard denied that there are thousands of Venezuelans stranded in Mexico. In an interview, Ebrard stated that Mexico, quote, is the country that gives the most refuge, unquote, amid the humanitarian crisis of Venezuelan migrants. He said, quote, whoever wants to stay in the country is welcome, unquote. On Friday the 21st, Mexican President Andres Manuel López Obrador promised that his government will support Venezuelan migrants stranded in the country with shelter, food, and medical care. López Obrador, who has insisted the U.S. government implement temporary work visas for Latin Americans, said that, quote, he sees well unquote, the new system of humanitarian permits for Venezuelans, although, quote, it is not perfect, unquote. On Tuesday the 25th, the director of the Panamanian Migration Office, Samira Gosain, reported that around 900 Venezuelan migrants who were staying in a shelter in Panama City returned to Venezuela voluntarily through humanitarian flights. According to Gosain, approximately 600 are still there waiting for their flights and some others are on their way to Panama City. She also said that many people are coming forward to donate and buy tickets for the rest of the migrants. On Wednesday the 19th, Panama decided to return Venezuelan migrants who crossed the Darien River to their country through humanitarian flights. Those interested returned to Venezuela only using their IDs and paying a small amount of money for their tickets. 
However, Panama is not the only country helping migrants. On Thursday the 20th, Costa Rican government reported that it on Thursday the 20th, the Costa Rican government reported that it would help to return to their country all Venezuelan migrants who were traveling through Central America to reach the United States. According to a statement shared by the Venezuelan embassy in Costa Rica on Twitter, there are two options to manage the voluntary return of the Venezuelans, which could vary depending on documents that the traveler has. Some citizens will have Venezuela as their final destination and others will be left in Colombia, depending on the airline they fly on. Likewise, the Venezuelan embassy in Costa Rica recalled that any Venezuelan migrant who wishes to opt for the voluntary return trip must have necessary financial resources to purchase their plane tickets. Moving on to some local news, on Thursday the 27th, former Chavista Mayor Jonathan Marin was sentenced by a Florida federal judge to two years and three months in prison and one year of supervised release for money laundering. Federal Judge Robert Scola has accepted a request by the prosecution to reduce the sentence of the former mayor of Guanta for having, quote, substantially assisted, unquote, the U.S. government in other corruption investigations. Marin was facing a maximum sentence of five years in prison. According to the documents in his file, Marin laundered more than $1.2 million, which he transferred from one bank in Miami to another one in Panama. The judge included in his sentence a request from the prosecutor's office to return $3.8 million obtained through bribes. And that is it for this week. You may not know this, but we do some updates for other countries as well. If you know anyone who might be interested, you can let them know that we cover, here they are, west to east, Argentina, Spain, Nigeria, Poland, Serbia, Turkey, Malawi, Ethiopia, Georgia, and Japan. Can you think of anyone who might be interested? And remember, you can also contact us, as always, at Venezuela at Rorschach.com. That's R-O-R-S-H-O-K.com. Hasta la próxima.